Welcome to Whispers to a Bride, where we talk about the stuff no one else is talking about. We are going deep on the emotional aspects of getting married, the stress, drama, and turbulence that affects your own sense of identity and your closest relationships. We are talking about what it means to be a bride and how to navigate the sacred time with more grace and ease. I'm your host, Kara Gassabe. As a life coach and therapist, I'm going to be sharing super practical tips so that you can not only rise to the occasion of your wedding, but also your life. Hello, hello. Welcome back. This is Whispers to a Bride. I am your host, Kara Gassabe. And I am so excited to pop in this week and talk to you about a concept and a book that wasn't written for brides, but I feel like the messaging is perfect for brides. And that is Essentialism. Essentialism is a book by Craig McCowan. I think that's how you pronounce it. And it's funny because I've read this book probably, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. It's been a while, maybe seven or I don't know. And I had read it and really liked it and it resonated. And then I kind of put it away and hadn't really thought about it much until I was recently in a therapy session with a client and she mentioned reading it. And it, I don't know, it just brought back those fond memories. And I was like, let me pull that book out again because it just dawned on me that it's such a great framework and a relevant one for brides. Basically, The title tells you most of what you need to know, right? It's this idea of essentialism. If you are feeling sort of like stretched too thin, overworked, but underutilized, really busy, but not super productive, you feel like your time is constantly hijacked by other people, then essentialism is probably a concept in a book worth checking out. The whole concept of essentialism isn't so much about less, but about the right things. So while it is about focusing, like focusing your self on being less scattered, more strategic, more targeted, clearing away all the clutter, it's really about figuring out what are the most important things, right? We want to have less, but better, not just less for the sake of less. We want to have the right things still in place. So you can think about essentialism as being like a framework for cleaning out your closet, changing your career, your habits. But of course, I want to focus today on how essentialism and this concept can be such a great lens and framework for you to think about your wedding. So I think one of the most important things is to really look at why essentialism in a wedding matters now. Whereas, you know, 50 years ago, right, we wouldn't be having the same conversation or 70 years ago, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And that is to really take a second to acknowledge the obvious, which is that so much of what's happening in the world is noise. Right. We've got so much information coming at us, specifically too many choices. 
we have just, for this time in human history, we are overwhelmed with choices and options and information. And there's probably no better industry to notice that than the wedding industry, right? It is incredibly, this is one of the biggest things that couples report to me when they started, when they start planning is that they're just like, oh my gosh, the overwhelm of the choices, right? You can open the internet and start Googling and there's so many vendors, there's so many ways to approach it. There's so many options. You get decision fatigue, you get choice overwhelm. The human brain was not designed to have as many options as we have, whether that's buying clothes, buying cereal, or planning a wedding. So just knowing that it's too many choices, that's not like a you problem. That's everybody, right? All of us with the human brain are overwhelmed by this just abundance of options that exist out there. When you couple that with just too much social pressure, you really understand why almost all couples end up getting so paralyzed at some point in their journey. Because we are so hyper-connected with our phones and we can see what's going on with all the people we've ever met, with all the friends, the friends, the friends, the friends, not to mention just all these influencers and strangers and there's TikTok and there's Instagram. And it's just information overload and too many people's sort of voices in our ear, right? It's so much noise. There's so many opinions. There's so much like invisible pressure and like standards and things we think we have to live up to. I cannot tell you how many times I have worked with a bride who noticed how much of her bridal overwhelm came from just Instagram noise and the pressure and the wanting to be as good as her newsfeed, which was just packed with wedding images, so many of which were completely editorial and were crafted and curated and created by photographers and vendors to show off their concepts and ideas, but weren't actually even based on real live weddings. Not to mention though, the ones that are real and that you know break the internet because they're so over the top and so glamorous and so incredible and so outrageous. From that, just down to like your sorority sister or your best friend or whoever it is that is ends up in your newsfeed, just all of those subtle and overt eyeballs on your affair. It's just, again, historically, this is just a very new time for us to be having that much social pressure. And it just really, really, really comes into play when we're talking weddings, because that's, you know, how much pressure goes into the photography and how much of that is because we want to be able to show it off on socials. It's such a big part of the game right now. Um, Whether you're realizing it or not, it's so important to take a minute and decide and analyze what are you doing? Like what part of you is doing it for the algorithm and doing it for the gram? And then third, right? So first, it's the too many choices. Second, it's too much social pressure. Third, it's this idea that we can have it all. This idea has been tripping up women, right? For a long time now, just this notion that 
we should be able to have all of it all at once. That sets us up for so much disappointment, right? You cannot have all the things all at once. And that is just something that we need to recalibrate around. This idea that you can have all of the elements of your, you know, tidbits from all the weddings you've seen and observed and been to, you can have it all at yours. It's just not realistic. And it's so funny um, in the book, Greg goes into this whole section about priorities and the word priority and that it was singular for most of its history because the idea is that like your priority, there's one. But the way you and I talk about it now, it's like, oh my gosh, my priorities. Like I can list like 10. Well, really, if you've got 10 priorities, like what's the priority? They become meaningless, right? If you can't have 10 priorities. You can have one priority. And so that is kind of just like the background of sort of why we're here at this point where we really need to stop and think about this concept of essentialism and how do we get back to basics? How do we clarify? How do we block out the noise? How do we sort of wade through just this like dense, dense forest jungle of wedding world? And how do we plan something that we can feel good about, that we can understand, that we can metabolize, that we can own, that we can afford, that we can feel good about the day after, five days after, a year after, five years after, right? I think that's just just a really big challenge right now. And it's just great when there's people, authors like this, who really just help us think about it differently and highlight the actual way of thinking and approaching it that will help you be an essentialist when it comes to your wedding so that you can have what really matters and be able to execute it in a really strategic focused way instead of what I see happening with my brides all the time is like, we do a thing and then we talk to some people and then we come right back to the drawing board and then we're back around and then we're not sure and then we're off the budget and then we're on the budget and then we're, you know, it's just so much circular chaotic movement. And some of that's really natural because it's your first time planning a wedding. It's a big ordeal. It's a group project, all the things. But there is a way, I think, to really hone in and really internalize this idea of looking at the essential nature of your wedding. So I want to highlight right now sort of how a non-essentialist thinks and then how an essentialist sees something so you can really start to see like, where are you on this spectrum? So a non-essentialist thinks about all things to all people. And of course, wedding world, this comes up because, wow, we got parents and friends and a lot of people usually tied to the event. So they're saying things like, I have to, it's all important. I got to fit it all in, right? That's how the non-essential sort of our automatic brain is setting us up. The essentialist, instead of thinking all things, all people is less, but better. I choose to, only a few things matter. What are the trade-offs, right? That's how they're looking at it. They're not saying, how can I jam it all in? They're saying, what are the trade-offs if I pick this instead of this? Instead of saying everything's important, they're saying, only a few things really matter here. You feel the difference? It's really, really targeted and focused, not trying to have it all and please all the people and do all the things. That is just a road to nowhere, but exhaustion, overwhelm, depletion, and disappointment. Next, we're going to look at the difference in action. A non-essentialist 
is the undisciplined pursuit of more reacts to what's most pressing, right? This is like when you're just making a decision based on like the person you had the last conversation with or the person that made you the most uncomfortable. It's saying yes to people without really thinking, oh my God, I cannot tell you how many people have invited people into their wedding party because like they felt pressure to and they didn't take a pause and a minute to really be intentional about it. And they try to force execution at the last moment. So it's like when you procrastinate and you put it off and then you just like, quote unquote, pull the trigger because it's time and there's the deadline and the printer needed a decision or the vendor needed a contract signed and you just did it at that point and you forced it. Whereas an essentialist is going to be the disciplined pursuit of less, right? So it's the undisciplined pursuit of more or the disciplined pursuit of less. They are going to pause to discern what really matters. They're going to say no to everything except what's essential. That's a big thing, obviously, in essentialism is you're starting with the no until you find your yes. Instead of most people who are starting with yes, 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 and then having to circle back around and find their no's and sometimes they've lost the ability. And then finally, removes obstacles to make their execution easy. And I think this is so important because this is often really subtle in wedding world, obstacles to making execution easy. So many people book sessions with me and they think in their head that like something's hard to execute, but really it's there's an obstacle in their way, which is a thought, a feeling, an icky situation with someone that matters, hard conversation that needs to be had. That's the obstacle that is preventing the execution, right? So it's really, really reframing how they're relating to a situation or decision or circumstance that ends up removing the obstacle. And at the end of the conversation with me, they're like, okay, so now I just do the thing. And it's so much easier. They're just, I decide about the dress. I decide about this. I move forward because they're not so hung up and spinning and going in circles about their feelings and thoughts on the matter, which end up being huge obstacles in this whole thing. And then finally, we're going to look at what sort of each type of person or approach gets you. So for the non-essentialist, it's a life that doesn't satisfy. There's too much work. It's not great work. Feels out of control. There's always this sense of being unsure if the right things got done. Like lights flashing. So many of my brides do this. They're like, I feel like I've done so much wedding planning. I worked so hard. I have all these spreadsheets on these things. And like, I'm exhausted, but I don't even feel like I know that I have that peace and calm that I did the right things that are really going to matter on the day. That question haunts so many of my clients. And finally, they end up feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. Like this is what a non-essentialist bride is going to feel. Taking on too much, feeling out of control, feeling unsure, feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. That's usually what lands a bride in a session with me. And an essentialist will have a life that really matters. They choose carefully in order to do great work. They feel in control. They get the right things done and they experience joy in the journey. Ah, This is just like the perfect framework for you listeners because that is how I want you to feel. And it's so funny because I'm always talking to my brides about the importance of the joy along the journey. And so many are convinced that if they just suffer and hustle and work harder and grind it out, that they can wake up on their wedding day and really feel the joy, but it almost never works that way. It's all about how do you approach it? What is the path 
feel like, of course, there are going to be like some hard conversations, some long nights, some tough decisions that aren't necessarily comfortable. But if you're disciplined, if you're strategic, if you're focused, if you know what your priority really is, and you can block out the noise, you can say no to a lot of things that just don't matter. Just because they exist as options does not mean you have to take it in. You're going to feel so much better. And then finally, I just want to go over sort of the three steps of the framework that Greg really lays out as part of like how an essentialist approaches things. First is the exploring and the evaluating. This is where you're really going through all your options. There's a lot of research that does happen with an essentialist, but they haven't committed and they haven't made themselves crazy. They're just looking through the options. Then they start eliminating what things really don't matter. Once you get those things and those options off the table, then you can execute. You can figure out how you're going to make your decisions, get your little system in place, figure out who matters, where the money's coming from, who's a decider, and then what your timeline looks like, and then systematically make your choices. And that's kind of the framework for navigating your wedding and of course your life as an essentialist. Of course, there's just a lot more detail uh, that he goes into in the book. I mean, if you pick up the book, that's great. You Google a summary and just get like a more of a gist. I'm sure there's YouTube videos, but I hope today that I've been able to just provide you with a sense of like this concept. Am I being an essentialist? Am I looking at less but better? Am I blocking out the noise? Am I being strategic? Not just getting a lot done. I did a lot of planning. I did a lot for my wedding, but did you figure out the priority? Did you get the right things done? Did you have the right conversations? Did you lean into the right preparation? And that's how a lot of my brides will come to me sort of like two weeks out from their wedding because they're like, oh my gosh, suddenly I realized the most important thing about my wedding day is how I feel. And I have done nothing but stress myself out. And you obsessed with what everybody else is going to think about this wedding day that I don't know where I am anymore. I've lost myself. I've lost my grounding. I've lost my center. And then they come to me to sort of reorient and regroup. And that's just something I want to remind you about is where is your emotional, mental relationship health in all of this wedding planning overwhelm? So think about that. Use this essentialist framework and idea as a way to approach everything from your closet to your relationship to your wedding. And then circle back and find me on Insta and let me know if it was helpful to you. Let me know if you checked out this book and if it brought just a little bit of clarity and calm and conviction to your approach. Just the idea of blocking out the noise and understanding there's too many choices to ever really feel good about exploring all of them. And this idea of having it all, like these are all fallacies that like brides in our culture right now, it's just, it's a trap that you could fall into or you can avoid by staying on this essentialist. So that was all I have for you today. I thank you so much for listening. I thank you even more for your ratings and reviews. This podcast is starting to really reach brides and I cannot tell you how excited and proud that makes me that this kind of 
wedding prep, this sort of non-traditional wedding prep that focuses more on your emotional mental health is getting to people and people are finding it. And you guys are helping me spread the word. And I just am so grateful. So thank you so much. And of course, I am seeing clients Wednesdays and Fridays. So if you want a one-on-one with me, I've got you. Reach out, kiaramoreen.com and make an appointment. Until next time, I'm wishing you nothing but bridal bliss.